Welcome to Scenario D, the podcast that takes you behind the magic by giving you the facts and a whole lot of feelings. I'm Curbs. And I'm Lish. And this week, we're asking ourselves, what is a Disney adult? Do I have to be one just because I'm an adult who loves Disney? So many questions. Don't worry, Curbs. We've got a whole season to figure this out. Okay, Lish. It's a new year. Mm. It's 2023. It is. And, uh... It has been a long time since you and I sat down to do this. It's wild. For the longest time, we were like every two weeks or so. Yeah. You know, we're sitting down, we're recording, we're prepping. And people might be wondering, what happened to them? I you know. know I've gotten go? a few questions. Of, I have as well. Yeah. Yes. What's up with that Scenario D thing that you were doing? <laughs> your little uh, passion project, yeah. your little Disney project. But the thing yeah. is, we have been doing this. Oh. We've been sitting down. We've been doing some recordings, but what not happened? alone. I know we've been making lots of friends we because have. this new season is a little bit different for us. You know what? Mm-hmm. We've been leading people through the magic that is, you know, behind the curtain, letting people know how movies were made. But we kind of had this idea, you and I, talking about where we fit into kind of like the world of Disney fans. And this concept of a Disney adult came up. And this little yeah. spark, one little spark, as Figment would say, you know, uh-huh. has turned into now this, you know, new season for us which i'm i'm very excited about i think you know i'm excited about it because i might i came up with the idea you came up with the idea you've been like driving it i was just saying like this is this is your baby this is is. you know and i think it's been a really really fun exercise to explore and it's been really great chatting with new people and making new friends It's true. It's true. And I mean, as you and I were talking about, you know, how to introduce this season, I think it makes sense for us to really just talk about like, what is a Disney adult? Like Mm -hmm. the the whole, this whole idea kind of came from at my previous job. I came in one day, I think honestly wearing this sweatshirt for those of you who of course can't see me as everyone, but Lish can't see me. I'm wearing (laughs) a classic Curb's classic H&M divided sweater oh, that yes. has Mickey Mouse on it. He's got one hand up in the air, got the little foot pop. It's got a couple stars around the cuff. I've had this for years and years and years. And I was it's wearing this. One. I, it's a very cute one. I come into the office and I don't know what prompted my coworkers to ask, but they were kind of like, you know, how would everyone define themselves? And they're going around the room and some people were like, oh, like I'm like a fitness girly or I'm a, mm-hmm. you know, what? I don't even, I don't even know what else they said, but they got to me and they're like, and Curbs is obviously like a Disney adult. And I got really offended. <laughs> I've like actually been called this. I have been called this by so many people. And I've always been like, my knee jerk reaction is like, no, <laughs> don't, I... don't call me that. Yeah. yeah. I like people, nobody's outright called me that. I don't think like people definitely have said like, Oh, like you're one of those people or like, you know, when I'm like oh. talking about like planning my Disney vacation or like, right. Oh, you like, you go there, like just like, you don't have kids and you know, like it's been alluded to, but I've never been outright yes. like named a Disney. Right. Adult, I don't think. Well, 
So to your point of like, oh, you're one of those people. When yeah. we went to that immersive Disney thing in Toronto, where essentially oh, yes. like they just had two rooms where they projected Disney movies on the walls. I got to be honest. It was like a pretty lame experience. I think we both agree. It, it was, was not, okay. Yeah. It was not worth $60. Okay. No, we can agree. Not. It was not yeah. worth $60. Yeah. But I was telling my coworkers about my weekend and they're like, why did you go? And I was like, what do you mean? Why did I go? They're like, did you have a child with you? And I said, no. And they went, were you high? And I was like, no. And yeah. then I was wearing, I happened to be wearing a Powerline t-shirt. Like, and I, I said, mean, that's, do you yeah. see what I'm wearing? And then yeah. this, this coworker looked at me and she went, oh, you're one of those. Same thing that you've yes, been told. Like, you're one, one of, of those. those. I do get that. Yeah. Yes, for sure. And it's, it's conversations like this that prompted me to ask both myself and to ask mm-hmm. you, like, what is a Disney adult? Why do we react to that phrase the way that we do are we Disney adults yeah does it matter if we're Disney adults and we kind of wanted to dig into that a little bit um and we you know and also meet other people within because yeah because I mean space. that's that's the thing and we'll, we'll get into it later but it's like there's all these different you can be mm-hmm. in different categories different types like I think initially for me, it was like, we, that was just people that lived near the parks and went there all the time. And like, that's not like a luxury for us, but that doesn't right. mean that Disney isn't a part of our day-to-day lives, i.e. Right. the sweatshirt you're wearing, the mug that I'm drinking out of, you know, yes. like the artwork behind both of us. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's still there. integrated very much yeah. with our day-to-day integrated. Yes. So I feel like before we dive into some of the definitions of mm-hmm. Disney adults, just to get a gut check on like, where are we as we embark on this journey of like, are we Disney adults? Yeah. I think we should start with a most magical rapid fire. Ooh, I mean, yes, we ask each of our guests this season, these questions. I feel mm-hmm. like it's only fair for us to level the playing field and also answer, answer these them. questions because on the spot, they're hard. Yeah. You know, yeah, they are. They're tricky. So why don't I start? Let me, let me open it up with the first question. Lish, in your opinion, what's the most magical Disney movie? The most magical Disney movie to me is the Lion King. And I know like you hate it, but it's just like, to me, I just, no, like, I know that you hate that. That's my answer. Not that you hate the Lion King, but like, I know it's like predictable and it's like, whatever, but it's just like, uh, it's hard. Like if I had like a second runner up, it would definitely mm. be Cinderella because I think Cinderella is like very like, um, you know, iconic in how it is Disney. But to yeah. me, the movie that like makes me feel the most Disney and like the most yeah. like magic, if we're going mm. with that word, is The Lion King. So that's fair. That's you will be I- pleased to know that Amy, Lisa, and Michelle, my cousins. Amy Mm -hmm. is my roommate, for those of us who don't know that. They had their niece, Tessa, over here for a sleepover, and they showed her The Lion King for the first time. She's four. She's obsessed. Now, she did find it a little bit upsetting, of course, that Mufasa died. And her response to that was, but it's okay. He's not actually dead. He came back in the clouds. He's okay. Yeah, exactly. And we're like- He lives- he lives in Simba, so it's he still lives good. In you. Yeah. Yeah. So in she all didn't of us. quite get it. She also by the end was like, Who's Simba? And of course, Amy, Lisa, and Michelle are like, What do you mean who's Simba? He's like literally <laughs> the, the main guy. character. But anyway, I, mean, I was like, see, it was always confusing for me. I remember like that Simba Mufasa like looks so similar. Well, so and it's Simba like, starts as a baby cub. Yeah. So it's like yeah, okay. 
when you're little, it, they kind of who, which one, you know, I can see it. Yes. They really enjoy apparently like Tessa, her twin sister, Junie, and then, uh, their brother Milo, they mm-hmm. really enjoy going, no king, no king. La, 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 la. They're apparently <laughs> don't we all? Them, so yeah. Yeah. So clearly your answer resonates with other people as well because there's yeah. still new generations of children falling in love with it. For yeah. me, most magical Disney movie, I think if I had to pick like right now, my gut reaction is Tangled. I feel mm. like Tangled, Tangled is the movie, you and I have talked about this. Yeah. So many times people are so tired of hearing it. It's the movie that reinvigorated and reignited my return to Disney, my return to Disney. And I think that it is a modern reinvention of all those ingredients that made the earliest Disney movies so magical because Mm -hmm. it's got the music, it's got the visuals, it's got the princess, it's got the prince, it's got like everything. And I see the light is just such a magical scene I can't help it it just it always comes to mind like that is now one of those scenes that has to be included in every Disney montage of any kind like we saw it It at the immersive Disney thing it's definitely yeah it kind of it's up there with Cinderella's dress transformation it's up there with the beast transformation it's up there with Pinocchio and the star like it is yeah no, I just... I definitely get it. It's definitely made its it's got its like holds on the like Disney yeah. uh like legendary scenes. Like it's in and there for sure. I considered saying Pinocchio because you know I'm a Pinocchio mm-hmm. like Stan. I'm a defender of that movie for people mm-hmm. who like don't seem to get it, but I also I... You get it. I know that you get it. I'm, yeah. I was not a dig at yeah, you, yeah. just to be clear. Okay. I, I know that you get it. I mean, but, I get it, but I also don't enjoy it. So That's fair. Yeah. That's totally yeah. fair, but you get it. It matters that yeah. you get it. So I, I considered saying that one mm-hmm. because I do think that it's magic through and through, but yeah, no, I got to go with Tangled. That's oh, one see, that's not necessarily what I would have guessed. So keeping me on my toes curves. All the time. Honestly, yeah. I'm a, my word of the year is embrace. You got to embrace mm. the change. You got to embrace the flow. You got to embrace Love it. Pinocchio. <laughs> Except not. Um, Except not. I'm not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so second question that we've been asking people yes. is what is your most magical Disney moment? I mean, I've talked about it before when I was friends with Jesse, meeting mm-hmm. a child who said I've been waiting all day to meet you that but if I had to pick a different one it's still from that summer yeah but I would say the first time my bestie Steph and I were hanging out with Chippendale was mm-hmm. very very magical like yeah. we I don't know we just slid into a rhythm that other people just didn't seem to have we just seemed yeah. to get it at the same time and I mean that was also the moment when we knew that like we would be friends for yeah. the rest of our lives. Like there was, it's just very wholesome. And I, yeah. it was a very surreal mm-hmm. day for us in general, but yeah, it was hanging out with Chippendale for the first time with her in particular. Yeah. Was very, yeah. Very magical Sparks flying. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah, about you? That's cool. Um, for me is actually, and I think I've told this story before, but, um, when I was 10, when I was a kid, I really, really wanted to go to Disney world. So I was just like, all I wanted to do. And when I was 10, we were like potentially planning to go, but my family has a lot of family in Europe. It just ended up being an important summer to be there. There was weddings, anniversaries and yada, yada, yada. So we went to Italy and Holland instead, and then finished our trip in Paris. And at the time I did not know that there was a Disneyland in Paris. Right. Um, 
So when it would we have been were fairly new at that point, probably, yeah, it would have been new. And, you know, I was 10. I only knew what I saw like on TV ads and didn't yeah. see that. So um, our last night in Holland, or I guess, but right before we were going to get on the plane to go to Paris, my parents, I remember us just like being at a restaurant and like sitting beside my sisters. And then they told us that there's a Disneyland in Paris and that we were going there. And like, I'm going to be honest, I don't remember a lot about the actual being there. Right. Cause like we were younger. Um, I remember like bits and pieces, but like, I remember very clearly that Mm -hmm. moment and how that felt and how excited we all were. It was just magical. It was absolutely magical. Yes. Bigger than yourself. You know, it's, I, I love that. I love when um, experiences in general, but especially Disney ones, Mm -hmm. obviously have the power to kind of like, it's a small moment, like a very, very, very tiny thing that just makes such a big impact. And I mean, being able to say you've been to Disneyland Paris is more than I can say. So Mm -hmm. I mean, if this was a competition, you'd be winning. So congrats. (laughs) All right. So I didn't third... work at Disney World. So no, that's true. I mean, I honestly yeah. am still winning like big time. Yeah. But uh we, we I wasn't gonna call that out. You <laughs> called that out. So thank you. It's for only me. fair. I mean, I lose the scenario showdown literally every time. So let me you have do. this thing. You yeah, know what I mean? Okay. You do. Thank you for uh confirming for everybody at home <laughs> who wasn't quite aware of that. But yeah. it's very obvious and will become mm-hmm. more obvious as the season goes on. Mm-hmm. Just you wait for sure, everybody. for sure. All right. So then final question, we're switching it up for ourselves because I don't know, we don't need to talk about how great all of our episodes are. Yeah. Everyone knows that. That's why you're listening to us. But we thought we could just to really highlight the like beginnings of understanding that we might actually, in fact, be Disney adults, like what our most magical Disney day would be. Now we're going to leave that open to each other's interpretation. Mm. Uh, So Lish, your most magical Disney day. What would that look like? My most magical Disney day um, would definitely be in Disney World. It would probably be mostly in Animal Kingdom. Uh, It would definitely involve meeting Baloo and King Louie. They're like my fave to meet. It would involve some... um, what are some of my, I haven't been to Pandora. So like, I would definitely be wanting to do some of that mm-hmm. expedition Everest. I would eat at Sanaa. I do the safari and then I would, let's just pretend we can go to like different parks or now you can, I think park hoppers think might be back ish. I don't know. Anyway, they need to come back. And if they're not back yet, they will come. Yeah. Um, I would probably like end my day at Magic Kingdom. I would get dinner at Be Our Guest and I would watch the light show and then just go home feeling go home. <laughs> feeling like just like the best day. Like that's that's just a rough yeah. outline of that's what fair. my magical Disney day would include. It's a pretty, it's a pretty yeah. good outline. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty solid. On, I find it really tough to answer like most magical Disney day because I, well, A, I think that my day often sounds really lame to people, but whatever. Mm-hmm. It's my day. It's my yeah. most magical Disney day. I, I think for me, I would just spend the whole day at Magic Kingdom. And mm-hmm. because this is the thing to me, 
It's probably largely because I worked there. So I spent a lot of time. Like I have physically just spent many hours in each of the parks. Yeah. Like I don't like rushing around Disney world. I, to me, Mm -hmm. a lot of the magic of it is being able to move at a glacial pace. It thrills me when I'm there. I like just being in that like main street USA part of the park. It I is really enjoy just that. an amazing like atmosphere. It like it is that know. and fantasy land, just like yeah. literally wandering through it is great. So I would have to meet the chipmunks probably more than once. I would definitely meet Gaston. You know, I'm mm-hmm. meeting Gaston probably again, probably more than once. Cause I have nothing to get to. I have no schedule. I don't know. Yeah. Anything going no fast passes so I no fast pass I don't I honestly (laughs) fast passes no one's paying for those right now like your girl doesn't have the money to pay for that I can't go to Disney and pay for fast passes like you gotta pick one one or the other um I would watch Philhar Magic and I would cry I would Mm -hmm. definitely watch the castle show even though I don't like it anymore and I would probably cry I would I would do Peter Pan's flight and I would cry I would definitely have to ride haunted mansion multiple times i don't know the order that these activities would be happening yeah, in no, day it's just, yeah no idea but i would ride haunted mansion and then i think in the evening i would have to go and see phantasmic i i love phantasmic okay, okay. yeah i think that if it was still wishes i would stay at magic kingdom but it's not it's going back to happily ever after which i've never seen yeah it's going back to happily ever after happily ever after seen. does get yeah. me it gets me real good yeah. but like i need to hear the like fantastic music like that know, it just yeah, sends me it, it puts me into another astral plane it honestly mm-hmm. just like torpedoes me into space yeah. so I think it would have to be that. And I, and again, I am aware that this day that I just described is kind of like whatever. I mean, it's still pretty magical. It's still, it's still in Disney. So I also like, I, Oh, actually I should add this. I would have to be wearing some sort of button that indicates I'm celebrating something because Mm -hmm. this is the thing when you have a button on. Yeah. Characters and cast members often do special things for you yeah just because you're celebrating wearing a button yeah wearing a button like the last time I was there it was around my birthday so I had birthday buttons on and I got spoiled let me tell you I had a lot of character birthday cards that I was given I got goofy called me at Disney Springs to wish me a happy birthday that's cute um which was very very cute like I would need a button on and then I would be content to just walk through, talk to cast members, meet characters and all that type of thing. Yeah. Now us answering this question with as much detail as we just did. I really know to me that we might, we, we might be Disney adults. We might. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I, I went ahead and grabbed a few definitions okay. that I would like for us to uh, explore together okay. just very briefly because I, we definitely belong in the Disney, larger Disney community. That's very obvious. Yeah. Uh, no one's contesting no doubt. that. Yeah. But I want to see if any of these definitions kind of jump out at us as feeling right. Or if it's like there's pieces of it that feel good. Also just to see like how are other people describing Disney adults? And I think a lot of these definitions are written by people outside of the Disney like fandom. Right. So right. I'm intrigued to see how we react to to find this. Yeah. So let us start first with 
these are all urban dictionary definitions as well, by the way, because that's how you really get to the heart of a matter, you know? You yeah, that's how you dictionary. figure out what people really think. <laughs> yeah, urban dictionary. So, the first definition I'd like to share with you would be a millennial adult with mm-hmm. or without kids that can't stop talking about Disney, including the movies and the parks. Even if they do have kids, they're still way more obsessed with it than their kids would ever be. They probably engage in casual Disney bounding and visit the theme parks at least once a year. They are obsessed with everything Disney and probably have a Mickey Mouse bumper sticker and or a tattoo. One of the most terrifyingly intense people you'll ever encounter. So I have like so many problems with this. I mean, the first thing in the first sentence is like, can't stop talking about Disney. Mm -hmm. I can absolutely, it's like, it's basically saying this is your entire identity. I have so many other things that I can talk to people about. Like, do Mm -hmm. I enjoy talking about it? Do we have a podcast where we talk specifically (laughs) about it? Yes, but it's not the only thing that Mm -hmm. I can talk about agreed I have a partner who's like not really that interested in it and like we talk about it sometimes but like it's like does he call them your little cartoon movies little cartoon (laughs) movies yes so it's like it it, there's just so many other things that I'm interested in yes any right now but there are things I'm just (laughs) there's so many other things and I have so many interests I can't name a single one (laughs) literally just that's just not the only and I feel like for me that's like the main problem and like I I just don't like it as a name it's just I feel like people use it to put me in a box and yeah I don't know yeah it's I do also like the phrase terrifyingly intense I mean honestly I I mean I'm terrifyingly intense (laughs) uh you know, like went on a date with a guy where like the only compliment he could really give me is that I'm passionate, like really passionate about the stuff I like. And I was like, is this an issue? Like, I'm so confused. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand. It's a passion, whatever. not a problem. Uh, exactly. It's not a problem. Quote. It's a passion. Yeah. That's my thing. Uh, I mean, needless to say, me and this man did not work out. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> not quite the vibe. But yeah, I feel like this, this definition is very broad. It's like, really making a lot of assumptions because actually like Disney bounding, you and I don't do that. No, that's not, I mean, some people would listen to us say that and they're like, wow, you're really splitting hairs here. <laughs> to say that you don't do that. But we also, neither of us have a Disney tattoo. We don't Yet. have a Disney bumper sticker. Um, I don't, I mean, I would be more obsessed with Disney than my kids if I had kids. And but if we they, don't, would I be devastated if they weren't into it? Absolutely. I would be. Yeah. I feel like I will, there will be an expectation in my household that my kids give at least a little bit of a care about Disney, but do I need them to love it the way I do? No. The other thing that is incorrect for us anyway, is that we don't visit the theme parks at least once a year. It's way too expensive. Okay. But would we, if we could, I don't know if I would, to be honest, it is a huge cost. Like the, I'm the saying financial if we, and time if we cost. could, if we like, look, you, you have a set amount of money to spend on a trip. You have the vacation days and you've got the money for the trip. Would it be Disney or would you pepper in other things? 
I would pepper in other things if I'm being yeah. completely honest. No, that's, at this that's point, fair. Now, this is also partly coming from right now. Disney World is a hot mess. And like, honestly, everything I've heard from people who've been there in it's, the past two years, no need to go. Like, it's no, getting I better. Don't. It's getting better. I need to just throw that in there. They're starting to make changes. Oh, yeah. Oh, the yeah. old Disney will return. It just needs a little more time. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I, I, right now where I'm sitting, I wouldn't necessarily insist that I go every year. There is something to me that is appealing about going every like two or three years Mm -hmm. so that you really have time to miss it. Like I do believe in that sort of thing, especially knowing that like the people I travel with, which would be you or Steph tend to have more of a, like, there are things I want to accomplish when I'm there because I'm not that type of person. It's like, I don't necessarily want my dis like if I go to Disney every year for it to be like we're moving. But if like well, if I but been if there- I was going every year, it wouldn't be like that. The reason that I have to accomplish so much is because I go like every seven or eight years, and there's so-, so many new things. But if I was going every year, it would be like way more chill. Which is ironic, of course, because yeah. like the reason I'm saying I wouldn't want to go every year is yeah. like to move at your pace. But you're like, if I could go every year, I wouldn't move at that pace. That Honestly, would not be I, the pace. So would change would change the answer yeah. potentially. So yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna stick by what I said, where it's like I wouldn't necessarily go every year, even if I could afford to, to keep it like special. I but, definitely okay. would. We we agree though that this is a bit aggressive of a definition. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see if this next one feels any better. Okay. So. Disney adult. This person defined them as an adult with an intense and extreme love of the Walt Disney Company films, television shows, franchises, characters, theme parks, merchandise and memorabilia and or Mm -hmm. products. Disney adults may devote an unreasonably large portion of time or resources towards expressing their love of Disney and the content Disney or its subsidiaries produce. This person went in. They're using big words. Yeah. Spelling B words. (laughs) This can include buying merchandise, memorabilia, collectibles or novelty items, movie tickets or subscriptions to streaming services, visiting and spending money at Disney owned theme parks, holding a very active role in a Disney fandom or fandoms or generally supporting Disney financially or otherwise to, to an excessive degree. Oh, I that's seen. like, yes, that's, that's, we, yes. If this is a Disney adult, then we are a hundred percent in that category. A hundred percent. Yeah. I do feel like the only thing that's holding me up about this definition, to be honest, is the phrase unreasonably large portion of time or resources, because who's defining what's unreasonably large? Like yeah. we, so you and I, We watch a lot of Disney movies. We have a Disney podcast. We do research for that. We do spend many, many hours. However, a lot of those hours with our show anyway, Mm -hmm. like our show here, Scenario D, catch us there. Uh, (laughs) We're doing it partly as well because we're interested in podcasts. Like we we like creating Mm -hmm. content. Like there's other things that go into it. And I understand that I can just hear someone like Joel's voice in my head going, you're making excuses. That's still an unreasonably long time. And he's right. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not the only, I mean, we're limited with where we live and how much like even like money and time we can spend on something Disney. We used to have a dis like many Disney stores in Toronto. They're now gone. But when they were here, did I go like every other week just to like, you know, walk around the store, feel a little magic, maybe buy a mug? Absolutely. Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like right now we just like don't. Like there isn't really, unless I want to spend like a lot of money to go to the parks, there isn't really a way for me to just Mm -hmm. sprinkle that in to my life. So yeah, but would I, if I could, yes. 
hundred percent. This, this definition is also intriguing though, because like it's, it's really turning over every single stone to be like these yeah. things that people just generally do in your life. That means you're one of them, which again, I don't think they're wrong, but in mm -hmm. some ways this definition then feels less judgy than mm -hmm. the first one because does. yeah because it's like the reality is disney owns like they only have one streaming service but they own multiple companies that are then mm -hmm. on that service so like you know and also also they're this... but then does this then it's basically saying if you're like a star wars nerd or like a big marvel fan well like you're kind of fitting into this that's what I'm saying. Yeah. This is a much broader, they are now extending, you could argue that this definition mm -hmm. is extending yeah. to be people who are interested in any like franchise that Disney owns. Now, I think we both know that's not what they mean. They don't mean Marvel yeah. or Star Wars. They mean like Disney. Right, right. Fair. Uh, Fair. But this at least feels less aggressive to me than mm -hmm. the first one. So yeah. I'm like, I mean, they're not wrong about this, but I think your point earlier about how like this isn't our whole personality though this these definitions are making it sound like it's our whole personality and it's like it's not it's not acknowledging it's not. that you and I both fell out of out of love with Disney for a time and have come back yeah like, and that we have other hobbies yes so these next couple ideas are interesting ones to me mm -hmm. as well okay some other people have defined Disney adults as typically thought to be millennials who continued to be avid fans of Disney even after aging out of the usual target audience for most Disney right. franchises films and shows um, or they're critiqued because some believe they support a corporation that has been and continues to be as controversial or problematic as the Walt Disney Company these are interesting ideas mm -hmm. because yeah the concept of aging out the man who started this company was like 65 and riding a model train. So yeah. either he was creepy and weird, which I mean, honestly, probably. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Um, but I always find that aging out argument kind of invalid to me because it's like, there's no, who, who sets an age cap on anything that you could be interested it's in? It's just the whole idea that animation is a medium for children, which mm -hmm. it is a very, very accessible way for yep. them to absorb mm -hmm. content. And therefore like a lot of stuff for kids is made in that way, but everything that Disney makes it doesn't necessarily mean that it is a kid's movie and that an adult on their own can't enjoy it. There's definitely right. some that are more than others. Like Pixar is that's kind of their whole thing. It's like something that kids, everybody, and everybody, yeah. yeah, kids and their parents and just other random adults that don't have kids are going to enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. The aging out issue. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't hold up for me. I'm mm -hmm. like, I can very comfortably just ignore this definition of a Disney adult. Cause I think that argument is silly. I think that it's fair to mm -hmm. be like, by the way, Disney as a company has been problematic and controversial in the past, but we would agree with that. It's yeah. like, I think, I think it's how, for me, again, people could say you're splitting hairs. <laughs> yeah. It's like, to me, it's like, how do you respond to that information? Like as a fan mm -hmm. of Disney, how do you respond? We're to... absolutely not coming to their defense. No. In not a lot all. of those things, but yes. we are continuing to support them with our money. Yep. So it's yep. like, it's kind of, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. And we've talked about that before. You're kind of between yeah. a rock and a hard place. I I don't know. We'll leave that one right there. <laughs> now, the last the last uh, definition is a couple other ideas, uh, which I, 
I feel like a lot of people would define me as a Disney adult for these reasons. So let's, mm-hmm. let's see if you Ooh, agree. Yeah. So a Disney adult is an eccentric or theatrical person who is often overly positive and lacks the self-awareness to know when people find them disruptive or annoyingly cloying. They are often like to talk about how quirky and weird they are as if they think of themselves as playing a lovable character in real life. Similarly, this could be a person who behaves as if they are the main character in a Disney movie or a person who is extroverted in the extreme and has an immature obsession with sticking out and being weird. Wow. That's, that's like weird. It's, it almost has like nothing to do with Disney. It's just like a certain personality that they're like um categorizing here that doesn't make a lot of sense to me see and I feel like that's why people have called me a Disney adult Mm -hmm. but not you because I am a more performative personality type I would like to make it very clear that I have a lot of self-awareness yeah uh, about when I'm being disruptive or annoyingly cloying (laughs) I like to think I know my audience uh but this idea yeah of like an extroverted person just automatically potentially falling into this. Uh, I feel like that could be like, you're saying one factor that maybe tips the scale for you because you're also wearing a Disney shirt or something like that. And talking about the Disney thing you did on the weekend. And then on top of that compiled with like the personality, but like, I don't think this as a standalone definition, like, because then you're just bringing all these other people into the mix that may not even care about Disney at all that just right. have it's, that personality type yes and I mean the way that this is described really just to me brings up the bottom line of like defining a Disney adult typically is used in a derogatory way like mm-hmm. often like it's an insult which is why when people call me that I immediately recoil and I'm like how dare you like, like, don't lump me into this group of people one of those people one of those people yeah. and so like yeah, like personal experience with this term has been not my fave. I don't love being called mm-hmm. uh, one of these people because this is what people think of as being a Disney adult. And I think that's why you and I were like, this could be an interesting conversation with other people who are adults, mm-hmm. <laughs> who identify as adults, who happen to love Disney is like, how do we, how do we feel about that? What is? How does that show itself? in other areas, you know, and do people care? (laughs) If you're looking for more shenanigans like these, make sure to subscribe to the Scenario D podcast wherever you love to listen. And better yet, why not rate us? Those stars go a long way. And as always, don't forget to catch us on Instagram at Scenario D Podcast. You're going to love the magic we're making there.